Welcome to Laughter, Dirt and Education, a podcast recognising and celebrating our rural and remote educators. From teachers, principals, teacher aides and gubbies, they share their real and inspiring stories of educating our bush kids. Come along each week for the often crazy and inspiring stories of education and see why these amazing educators do what they do. Hey guys, welcome to episode 19 once again. This is a little bit of a different episode today, so I'm not interviewing anyone today. Um, You will find next week I have another amazing interview coming up though. So today I thought I would make a little bit of a podcast episode for new teachers. It is that time of the year where so many of you are heading out to teach for the first time and I'm sure you are feeling all the emotions right now, which I think is totally normal. While I am recording this earlier on than what it will be coming out for you guys to listen to I thought it was a perfect day to record because it has just come up on my Facebook memories that today five years ago I started my very first day and I was just messaging my friend about how crazy that seems like it seems like a lifetime ago but then all those emotions sometimes still feel like they're yesterday. So I thought I would sit down and I have written down 10 pieces of advice that I would like to share with new teachers. Now, I just want to say I am absolutely no one to look up to. We all make our mistakes. I'm not saying you need to follow all these pieces of advice. I know when you first start teaching, sometimes you're bombarded with everyone's opinions, um, And it can be really overwhelming. So please do not take this all on if you feel you're not in the headspace to do so. I just want to say that you are doing the best you can. And please reach out if you're listening to this and you're struggling. I know what it feels like. And if I can help anyone, that is what I really hope I'm here for. I guess at the end of the day, this podcast is to inspire you. But I also want to support you because I know how hard teaching can be. So I guess the first piece of advice kind of links in with that and it's okay to feel like you don't know what to do. I know coming out of uni, you have all this knowledge that you've learned over the past four years, you've done your pracs, but sometimes you get into that classroom and you just kind of think, I have no idea. And that is okay. You will learn as you go. I think it's important to remember as teachers that we learn too. Our learning days never stop. I am sure teachers who have been in the profession for 20 plus years can vouch for this, that things always change. You're always learning. So don't put that much pressure on yourself if you feel like you don't know what you're doing. Number two, your classroom does not need to look like it's from Instagram or Pinterest. I know I spoke with Steph in the last episode about this, but I think there is so much more pressure nowadays with social media. While it is great for getting ideas, it can put a lot of pressure on us of what it should look like. You are starting out for the very first time and it is okay if your classroom does not look incredible. I know for myself personally, and I even do this now as a governess, I try to put up the bare minimum to start the year and I will put up posters once I have taught 
the concept to the kids because there is no point in a poster being up unless they know what it's about. Of course, you will start with simple displays like your birthday charts. You might have your alphabet up. I tried to have like a um, subject poster up that I can then add stuff to. But just remember, don't go overboard. Like make sure that the kids know what it's for and there is a purpose behind it. And take it away if it is not being used for a particular unit and the kids don't need that constant reinforcement it does not need to be there I always start off like with a calendar but in the first week or so I always like to especially in the younger years I guess this applies to more than the older years but going through the day make it interactive with the kids so like I said don't go out buy all the stuff just because you feel you have to a lot of teachers that you see on Instagram have probably years worth of things built up their resource bank and I guess I was lucky in my first year in that my auntie had retired a few years earlier so she gave me a lot of her resources which was so so valuable for me and I was able to put them up in the classroom but I do look back and think how much I have spent on classroom things that were never needed. So definitely something to keep in mind. Number three, and I think sometimes teachers, no matter whether you're in your first year or your 20th year, need to be reminded that your to-do list will never end, but your energy levels will. Make sure you are putting yourself first. And I know in those first few years of teaching, there is so much you need to do, but please, please, please take time for yourself. I definitely did not do this in my first, even second year of teaching. And I burnt out, like that is why I left mainstream because I didn't put myself first. The amount of hours I was putting in was beyond ridiculous. And I wish I had probably taken a step back in my first year, especially to just enjoy everything the new community I was living in instead of worrying so much about school number four don't be afraid to change a lesson up if it's not working your kids might have come to school and they had had a fate the morning the day before the night before they could be exhausted they could be ready for holidays whatever the reason it is okay if a lesson doesn't work change it up it does not need to always be on your lesson plan if something's not working there is literally no point of you still talking to the kids like you're talking to a wall and for them to not be absorbing it it is completely okay you need to use your professional judgment to be able to change it. And I guess that is the point. You have four years of uni behind you. You've done your pracs. Believe in yourself that you can change it up. Number five, this might, I don't know, might be a bit controversial, but use library books for your book corner. I spent so much money putting books into my book corner in the first few years. And while you will teach the kids how to look after the books your expectations sometimes that doesn't always work I've had my own personal books stolen in the past and it is absolutely heartbreaking and I'm not saying that's okay for kids to steal books whether they're yours or libraries but make sure if you're spending money on books maybe keep it in a special 
place where only you have access to it and you then get to read to the kids. So I know a little bit of a strange one, but that's just something really personal for me. I really value books and I always have from a young age. So for me, looking after books that I've especially spent my own money on is really important. Number six, and I know we hear this every day or quite often in just every aspect of life, but no question is a silly one. Ask for help. Find yourself a mentor if you haven't been assigned one that you know you can go to when you've had a bad day or you're stuck with curriculum stuff or behavior. Have someone you can talk to. I was very, very lucky in my entire teaching career that I've had that I've always had a few people I can trust and go to and I think that is so so important even if you just need to go at three o'clock and have a cry to them because your day just didn't turn out like you wanted completely okay so I think yeah ask questions it is totally okay to not know the answers and that is what we teach our kids and I think sometimes we need to practice what we preach as well Number seven is so much easier said than done. And I can't say that I always followed this when I was in the classroom, but keep on top of your marking as much as you can. It builds up so quickly. And if you get to report card time and you have all this marking to do, it can be very overwhelming. So if you keep on top of marking, you will thank yourself later. I had a beautiful colleague in my first year of teaching who actually had a date stamp and we would use it and we'd just go around and stamp the kids work as they were doing it sometimes that always wasn't possible but really good advice just to try like if it's a simple worksheet you might have sent to your kids to their desk mark it go around then you may not have finished all the marking but you might have less to do at the end number eight have fun with your students and don't take yourself too seriously. Yes, we have so much curriculum to get through, assessment to deliver, but at the end of the day, have fun. They are kids, even if you have high school kids, they're just kids in big bodies. Let yourself have fun with them. Life is too short to be serious all the time. Of course, If you're starting off at the start of the year and you're trying to get those behavior expectations set, sometimes you can't have heaps of fun because they don't understand when to wrap it up and become serious again. But join in with the kids. If you're doing Friday afternoon games, it may be productive for you to go do some marking in the corner, but get involved with them. I used to love, even on playground duty, like the kids would come up. Obviously, you have to be watching everyone on playground duty, but like just a quick game of handball, you get to build those relationships with kids and you get to have fun. And I think that builds your own cup up. Number nine, and I guess this kind of goes back to what I was saying at the start, but your teaching style will change. It might change every term. It might change every year, depending if you have different needs in your class. I look back and think my teaching style is so different now, especially because I'm in such a different setting in that I am teaching one student in a schoolroom. I guess my teaching style is a lot more relaxed, but when I had a class of 23 it was completely different so just understand over time it's going to change and that is completely okay I think that is the point of growing as a teacher and as a human and 
Number 10, ask the school for things first before spending your own money. I wish I had done this earlier in my career. We are not working to spend all our pay to provide resources for these kids. I know your students become your own kids at the end of the day and you want to spend the money on them, but there needs to become a point where if you can get something from the school first, please use it. That is what school budgets are for and it is way better than spending your own money. So I know really simple pieces of advice. Like I said at the start, please don't feel the need to take them all under your wing. But even if you're listening to this and you're six months into teaching, just you're doing the best you can. Um, Before I go, please send this, share this with anyone you know who is starting off teaching. And I just want to say best of luck to you all. I will never forget the feel of my first few days as a teacher and just that whole excitement and everything is new. So I do wish you all the best. Like I said, please reach out whether you're having trouble or not. Even if you're loving it, you're having no trouble. Please let me know. I love hearing beautiful stories about people's first days and first weeks. So message me on Instagram, on Facebook. I would love to hear from you and all the best to all the teachers heading back to school. I will talk to you again next week. Bye guys. Thank you for listening to the Last of Dirt in Education podcast. I can't wait to bring you a new story from rural and remote educators each week. Make sure you are subscribed to your favourite podcast platform and follow us on Instagram to keep up to date. Until next week, thank you.